We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Stephen, we are rolling hard and fast into state and national pageant season. So one thing that every pageant contestant must have is a quality garment bag. If you are spending hundreds and maybe thousands of dollars on your wardrobe and you're not investing in quality garment bag, you are putting your investment at risk. Yeah, completely. I mean, I know that they give you those pretty much slinky ones after you buy the dress, but yeah, mm-hmm. you definitely need a, a full um, <laughs> full artillery to, to cover this uh, dress here. So what what's unique about this bag and, and what do you love about it? So the Omni bags, they come in a variety of different sizes and they have a ton of different they have a ton of different compartments, zippers, shapes, etc. It's just vital to keeping everything organized in place and like consider it a carry-all system. It holds accessories, shoes, makeup, and more. Yeah, the, the lot, a lot of the items to it, and we can go into all the different uh, elements. But like, we actually have a full-out video that reviews the dresses and like open it up so you can see the inside. Or not dresses, reviews the bag. So you can see the insides of it, the outsides, et cetera. But why not just give us the uh, the price where we can find it and the coupon code if we do have a special on it so that people can go there directly? Yeah. So you can find it by visiting shop.pageantplanet.com. It's 20% off. The prices range based on short, medium, and large um, from $58 to $61. It's so cool. I mean, it's got a place to hang your dresses. Behind it, individual compartments for your shoes, so you don't have to worry about them snagging on your dresses or keeping your jewelry separate so nothing snags or gets tangled. It like it really like you said I think it's funny that you said artillery because it really is like the perfect item to keep everything organized and safe and protected. So good. Awesome. Thanks Jesse. Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be talking about life experience and how it helps you win the crown. And this particular episode is inspired by the life of Deshauna Barber. Jesse, set the stage for us. Stephen, I'm a firm believer that your destiny is determined from birth, and the individual choices you make only help prepare you for your ultimate destination. And at times you may feel lost or off course. You're like, where am I going? What am I doing? But I still feel like the universe is working behind the scenes. Like, for example, like my ultimate goal was to be Miss New York and compete at Miss America. And then I lost. I was like, what the heck? But I had just moved to Buffalo across the across the entire state. I was like, you know what? Here's the system and the international system kind of popped up and it was a perfect fit for my skills and my experience. And then I became Miss International. So it was one of those things where like, had I not moved to Buffalo, had I not went to Miss New York and lost, it was like all the pieces I looked back and it was perfectly timed and set me up for success in a way that I couldn't have predicted. And all of that time, it was like, okay, these dots are connecting. This is where I'm meant to be. So um, long story short, like just there are moments in life that I feel like the universe is just going to do its thing no matter what you do. And when you look back, you'd be like, wow, that picture was painted perfectly and I could not have predicted it. So mm. there are some phrases that like ground me on that idea that like 
um, that's the case. And there are like, everything happens for a reason. You've heard me say that a million times, probably. Um, what's for you will not pass you. That's a really comforting phrase I find for contestants who have just lost a pageant. Like, okay, you didn't win not for you. Like God would not allow whoever your God is that you believe in. Like that person, that spirit will not allow you to miss out something that's your destiny or good things fall apart. So better things can fall together. So Stephen, if I, if I remember correctly, you disagree with me on this. No, I, overarching, like I do agree. I, I do agree with that. Um, and I could point to like maybe nitty gritty things. Like if I was to really get analytical, maybe I'd need to ask you clarifying questions. But overarching, I, I do believe that. I mean, the Bible says that um, God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So if you are walking within uh, the purpose of God, then everything that happens to you might not be good, right? I think we can all like look at life experiences that, they were not good, but God can turn them for your good. And um, I also do believe that like, if God does want you to have a certain thing, there is, um, gosh, I mean, if you don't prepare, right, he could ultimately want you to have this thing. But if you don't take action, if you don't prepare yourself, you could miss out on it. Um, but I share the same mantra as you that if I attempt to go after something and I put my all into it and I feel like this is the direction, this is like what God wants me to have and I miss it, then I just turn to default. I create a new story, which is like, well, it's probably something in me got developed in that process mm -hmm. that is preparing me for what God ultimately wants for me. And I'm okay with that too. Because like life is just made up holistically, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, we create these stories that we then say are truths. So like if somebody listening is single, you text a guy or if there's a guy listening, you text a girl and he or she doesn't text you back, you start to create the story. They might not be interested. They don't like me. Oh, crap. I shouldn't have said X, Y, Z, right? I shouldn't have. I, I did an overshare and that probably freaked them out. And then maybe like a few hours go by and he or she texts you and like, oh, so sorry, just, you know, left the house, totally forgot my phone. It's good to hear from you. I'd love to go on that second date. And then you're like, yes. And then you create a whole new story. Oh, I'm so glad I overshared. We're like, getting you really married. Felt that, yeah, we're getting married. Yeah, <laughs> you really felt that connection point. So life is just made up and all these stories. Mm -hmm. So you might as well create a story that serves you. And that's what I do in those situations. I can imagine it's maybe a little disheartening for someone to hear this because like, there are so many women that compete for the title of say Miss USA. And if I'm saying right now that your destiny is predetermined, like if it, if you are not the choice from like the moment you're born, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But if you are, you have to make the choices to set yourself up for success. You can't just walk onto any pageant stage, not preparing like, well, it's my destiny to win this pageant. So they're just going to give it to me because that's what's in the plan. You have to help it along. But there are pieces that will kind of massage themselves in a way that you could not have predicted. Yeah. So there's, um, for those that don't know, I, um, I went to Bible college, so I studied to be a preacher for like, it was, well, as many years you could go to that school, which was three years. And then you like, um, kind of aged out, you graduated, whatever. So like I'm ordained. Um, 
But there's two schools of thought when you read the Bible. One is predestination, which is what you just said, um, which is like God determines your will at birth or even before you were born. And there's scriptures that point to that. And then there's also the other where it's like just because God is omnipotent, he knows how your life is going to play out. And therefore, it seems like he's omniscient. But really, he's just like, hey, XYZ is going to happen in your life because he just knows how it's all going to play out because he can Mm -hmm. predict what choices that you make. So I like the secondary version where he just knows how your life is going to play out because of he's omniscient and he can mm-hmm. like see all the choices that you're going to make because that puts the power in my hands. And so that's mm. the story that I create where it's like, no, I can shape my life based on the choices and decisions that I make. He already knows how my life's going to play out down the road, but like I ultimately am the one that is in control. Well, you live life with much less anxiety than I, and I <laughs> love knowing that I can just put my hands up sometimes and be like, you know what? There's a plan. There's a purpose. I just got to like relax. So that said, when we talked about like doing um, these biography podcasts, like one person I want to make sure we featured is Deshauna Barber, Miss USA 2017, because I feel like she's the epitome of what we're talking about. Like she... Like her destiny was to be Miss USA, in my opinion. And when you watch the pageant that year, truly no one was going to be her. Her message was clear, her words were strong, and her styling was on point. And like she even got a little cheeky, which can be a major risk. But again, the stars were aligned for her. Like she was born to be Miss USA, crystal clear to me. And Stephen, like tell us about the sassy move. Do you remember it? Yeah. So during the t- uh, the telecast that, um, of Miss USA and during the top 15, the swimsuit competition, Deshauna said that she was exhausted from not sleeping the night before and she was just having fun, but she's also feeling a bit like, you know, air quotes cocky. So she stuck her tongue out um, at the camera and kind of gave it a little wink too, which is like really, you just have to really be looking for it. But um And the thing that I like about that is she was just having fun. And so for me, when I get into a high stress situation, like competition can be, I'm Mm -hmm. more goofy and that's how I relax. So um, just having that goofy moment can, depending on your personality, cause you to relax and just let go some of that stress. And you could really go either way with a move like this with the judges. Like they could love it. Or they can be like, oh my goodness. And like, lucky for her, it worked out. But she thought she was out of the running. Like, if you talk to her today or ask her questions about Miss USA, like, she thought it was done at that point. And because she was like, well, why would I do that? I was overcome with this emotion and I felt like doing it. And she did it and probably freaked out a little bit backstage. But I wanted to take this moment to talk about coaching for a second, um, our first coaching moment of the episode. And that's to like use this like message from Deshauna of like taking this time to think she was out of the running by being authentically herself. Like you said, like kind of people sometimes are goofy and that's natural. And she sh- chose to show it on the Miss USA stage. Take each phase of competition as it comes. And had Deshauna written herself off and like dwelled on her risky choice, she may never have had one of the like most successful onstage questions of all time because that moment would have eaten her alive during competition. She would have allowed those emotions to totally overwhelm her. She probably would have shut down. So Stephen, can you think of a time you allowed like a prior letdown or mishap to get into your head? 
Oh my gosh, yeah, and I think that we all can, but the important thing in pageantry is to let the judges do the judging. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot more of those personal moments where like, I'm maybe at a party or whatever and I say something and then somebody is just giving off like kind of aggressive vibes, you know, just based on personality type mm. or their demeanor. And then I start getting internal, like, mm, they are not a fan of me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then it comes back around and it's like, oh no, they maybe we're just processing something I was saying or whatever. And it was totally fine. So that's just a case in point, like let the judges do the judging, let them do your job or let them do their job and you do your job. Mm-hmm. And for those that like have experienced this or have a difficult time compartmentalizing each phase, like here's how you do it if you're struggling. Um, so if you feel as though you bombed a, se- a segment or you didn't perform your best first, just t- the easiest thing to do first, take a deep breath and then look at the next phase that you have ahead. So focus on the three most important things you need to successfully accomplish in the next phase. Like, so for example, if you are going in the evening gown, Create a mantra of something along the lines of like, okay, your three things. I got to keep my chest up. I got to keep my eye contact. I need to take short steps so I can move gracefully, softly across the stage. So you say, okay, chest up, eye contact, short steps. And that way, those little things are what's going to add up to accelerate your score. If in your mind, you're still thinking about interview that you didn't do so great on, you might allow it to overcome you. So your chest might fall. You might be kind of shifting your eyes all over the place. You might take longer steps, walk faster, just because you're out of the moment. So this little three-section mantra, um, like fun fashion could be sass, hold your poses, garment interaction, like whatever it is, just latch on to the next phase of competition and completely, like, completely envelop yourself in that. So you get my draft. Yeah, completely. And that's such, such good training for life. Mm-hmm. as a whole too. So now let's hear about how Deshauna really came into her own confidence. And so this is pre-pageant and she was actually in the United States Army um, as an officer. So Deshauna was born in Columbus, Georgia and due to her father's 20-year uh, mm. military career as in the Green Berets, which is the top, I mean, most people are familiar with like the Navy SEALs. This is kind of like the Navy SEALs, but in a different division. And she moved around the United States during her father's various postings. In fact, like both of her parents were military veterans, and her father is a retired Army Master Sergeant who served in Iraq after September 11th, and, you know, when the, the buildings were bombed. For those of you that are like listening to us around the world, maybe you're not familiar. Um, her brother and sister were. Um, <laughs> We were bombed, as in like America, you know, Twin Towers in New York. Um, so her brothers and sisters were also worn military uniforms. So I mean, she comes from a, a family, military background. We did. We had so for for Stephen and I, we do live in the U.S. So first, we have to thank Deshauna and her family for all of their service. I do want to make one historical point for those listening because we are talking about American history. It was when the planes struck the World Trade Center. It wasn't a bomb. So if you're listening, we do know our American history. I promise we're with you. Um, <laughs> that said, okay, so I, I've heard Deshauna say that she considers the military to be a family tradition and it's something that runs through their veins. It's patriotism and service for this country. So with that said, she joined the Army Reserve herself at age 17 and as a logistics commander in the United States Army Reserved. Then she was commissioned as a quartermaster officer in 2011 and a logistics commander for the 988th Quartermaster Detachment Unit at Fort Meade, Maryland, and has been serving her country ever since. She is 
she is a queen in more ways than one. And she has degrees from Virginia State University, the Maryland University College. And she spent much of her career and platform focused on advocating for soldiers suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, which we know as PTSD, which we're learning more and more about every day. It's a really, really important topic. Yeah, and I feel like this brings up another coaching moment about platforms. I mean, a lot of contestants struggle with picking platforms. Um, I've heard you say this before, that one of the criteria for picking a platform should be based on personal experience, something that you already do organically in your daily life. And I Mm -hmm. cannot think of a more appropriate choice for Deshauna. And I feel like a lot of contestants shy away from just the obvious choice. Yeah, they do. And their their reservation is that it makes them one note. So like that means like they're going to say the same thing in every single um, conversation and they don't want that, which I totally get. Um, and that that's the case. I encourage them to check the pageant video from the night Deshauna won. And the trick is to be multifaceted within your story. If you have three personal items you want to discuss and three action words to describe your goals as a title holder, that is more than enough items for your message over the course of the event to be diverse, um, but still consistent. Yeah. So to recap, three items you want them to know about you personally. Exactly. So like I usually say you want a platform note, a point about a tangible skill you have, and a random fun fact that will make them laugh. (laughs) Okay. And then the three bullet points for the platform? For sure. So there's three different action words. Each should have a specific goal and action item tied to it. So for example, um, for my platform volunteerism, it's always easier for me to use that example because I know it the best. Um, mine was educate. So the goal, the tangible goal was show kids how to use Volunteer Match, which is an online volunteer database. Um, engage was to my social media plan, engage with social media through websites and um, other conversation. And then the last was empower. So it was my um empower volunteers to stay volunteers through a volunteer of the month award. So three action words with a specific goal tied to it. That way, whatever question you're asked, you still have layers to show and talk about with your platform, but it doesn't sound like the same thing over and over and over again, which can really turn judges off. Yeah. And the other thing is like, even with these judges, you might feel like you're saying the same thing over and over again. Um, but if they hear you on stage, it's different from interview, mm-hmm. whatever. There's that lapse there. And they've also talked to arbitrary number, 50 other contestants that had their stories, et cetera. So they might kind of not remember exactly what you said. Yep. Um, all right. So now we're moving on to like pageant life, just like most of us. There's there's pre-pageant life, there's pageant life, and then mm-hmm. you know post. So Deshauna made history when she took home the title of Miss USA by being the first winner ever to actually serve in the United States military and to promote veterans' issues during her reign. And it had been 14 years since a contestant from the District of Columbia had won Miss USA title, although the District of Columbia had won the national title twice before in the past. And a very cool related fact is that Cara McCullough, who was the runner-up, first runner-up the year Deshauna won Miss D.C., and then the following year, Cara McCullough won Miss District of Columbia and then Miss USA. So they competed together. Um, and then Deshauna crowned her as Miss DC and then she crowned her as Miss USA. So kind of pretty cool how it all worked together. And this is, this is a coaching moment too, because so Cara, um, as many of you know, when Deshauna won Miss USA, Cara would have the choice to step in immediately as Miss DC. 
and then like finish out the rain as Miss DC. So what she did is she chose not to step in because without speaking to her, right? Like she had that internal belief. No, I can win this, get the whole year under my belt. Because if she would have took over Miss DC, she never would have went on to compete at Miss USA and let alone Mm -hmm. never have been Miss USA. So this, like sometimes that low hanging fruit right there had to be very tempting to step right into that title and get some of those perks right away. But Mm -hmm. for her to step out, then the second runner up got the choice to to jump in um, and take over that title. I didn't even think of that. So I've, I've seen both. I've seen where a first runner up has passed on the title and then not been able to return and win. And I'm sure that haunts them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've seen something like like Kara. So I guess from my experience, I know that they're like, if you do take that title and you have other years left in your eligibility, you can go back because the rules, both for Miss USA and Miss America, and I think for several other national pageants across the world, um, it's you just can't have competed at the next level. So if you have the opportunity to take it, and experience it and then go back in two years and compete again. I think that's kind of a valuable thing, don't you? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like what what a beautiful poetic moment because um Kara watched Deshauna get crowned and not her. And then, you know, when Kara won, Deshauna crowned her, right? Mm. I don't know if Deshauna crowned her. She was definitely there, but that maybe that runner up probably did that didn't uh, assume the title. But okay. I, I believe Deshauna was there. Got it. Okay. Got it. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's that whole just poetic moment. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving on Deshauna said that probably the greatest moment of her life was when she answered the first on stage question, like placing her in like inside the, the top three. And she had a feeling at that point that it was just meant to be. Well, first of all, I don't know why it took her so long to realize it was meant to be in the pageant because everyone watching was like, she's got it. It's her night. But Hello, Steven. Destiny is what we're talking about all day. So totally get it. And like, Steven, I like I know you've seen the, the question several times. So walk us through the question. OK, so here's the question that um, the Pentagon recently made the decision to open up all compact jobs to women. Um, the judge who said this was Joe Joe um, noting how it was a personal issue for Deshauna Barber. Now, um, some have questioned if this was put political correctness over military's ability to perform at the highest level. What are your thoughts? So that was the entire question that Josie asked at um, the Miss USA pageant. So what was her response? She said, um, as a woman in the United States military, I think it's an amazing job by our government to allow women to integrate into every branch of the military. And at this point, the crowd literally lost it like they went crazy you could barely even hear her or anyone's else speaking and sorry to interrupt keep going (laughs) i mean yeah she almost had to like you know kind of pull back for a moment and then like raise her voice to get over the crowd Mm -hmm. but she continued she said we are just as tough as men as a commander of my own unit i am powerful i am dedicated and it's important to recognize that gender does not limit us um, in the united states army it was it was impeccable. We always talk about in our client interviews or in our podcasts or in our coaching articles that personal connection is what makes a question successful. And she said straight up, like, here's this overarching theme. And then she said, here's my personal experience in it. So if like 
let's break it down what I say, the three parts, answer, explain, X factor. She yeah. said, I think it's an amazing job. That was her answer. Fire. And then she explained why. We are just as tough as men. Explanation. X factor. As the commander of my unit. Dot, dot, dot. So A, B, and C completely covered, giving them a personal connection and also a strong opinion. I mean, the question was made for her. It was impeccable execution. And there was no like question in her voice. It was just like, boom, this no. is the way it is. So people were like, cool, that's the way it is. But what did she do prior to the Miss USA um, pageant? How so she, she actually, yeah, it was an interesting way. Um, she was working at Target during the summer, like between like her freshman and sophomore years of college. And a customer was like, hey, are you interested in getting involved in pageants? And the customer was Leslie Morton, who was a former Miss Texas USA contestant. And later on, ended up becoming her pageant coach. So, like, she saw in Deshauna, like, the most raw, natural beauty and talent. Working at tar- Girl was working at Target, and Leslie, like, picked her out of the crowd. Like, so I love that story. Yeah, I mean, it goes to show you, that's, I mean, we talked about this strategy for pageant directors. Go out and talk to, like, one girl about pageants a day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and how this can really double and triple your numbers. But anyways, um, I actually do remember hearing that Deshauna was thinking about Leslie, um, who died a few years before and had missed seeing Deshauna like reach that pinnacle moment at Miss USA. Mm. And it's, it's so sweet. And it is so like dang relatable that I think we all can connect with it, like knowing someone that we love and not having the ability to experience something with them. And long before her Miss USA, when Deshauna competed in the Miss Virginia USA 2010 pageant and she was a semifinalist then and then my pageant sister she explored the international pageant system and won the miss virginia international 2011 title and i always say like if you can get a state title in any system it will help propel you forward in your pageant goals your careers so i love the fact that she was brave enough to like she was semifinalist at miss usa miss virginia usa it was like you know i'm gonna try something different when you, whenever you get an elevated title based on what you already had, it immediately will give you experience to be more successful if you ever were to return to a different system, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. And she did compete a few times, but finally, after applying the same level of dedication and determination that she applied to her military training, she ended up winning Miss DC USA 2016 title on December 19th, 2015. And what an awesome uh, Christmas present that had to have been. Mm-hmm. So she began her pageant career at the age of 19 and says she spent seven years losing, you know, air quotes, until she finally won that dream crown of hers at the age of 26. Yeah, it's not always overnight success. It takes years of work, years of learning about yourself and honing your skills. So she did a ton of cool stuff during her year. Like she spent her reign partnering with the USO, Smile Train, Best Buddies, Operation Homefront, and numerous organizations that focus on the betterment of all different type of people around the world. Yeah, and my favorite Deshauna moment was during the telecast of Miss USA 2017, which was held on Mother's Day, when Deshauna took her last walk as Miss USA. She chose to wear her natural hair in a beautiful Afro style to honor her late mother, um, Cordelia Barber, who was tragically lost um, her battle with lung cancer just three months after Deshauna won the, the title of Miss USA. So sad. I have goosebumps and like I remember like her walking out on stage and if you're watching and like not crying you're probably like not a human but it was groundbreaking it was inspirational 
and it was so touching. It was probably one of the top of those in all of pageant history. And you know me, I've been involved in the pageant world since the dinosaur age. Um, it was just so special. Yeah. And then to see her crown another African-American t- contestant with beautiful curls, I just totally agree. And like she's really leveraged this. So let's start talking about Deshauna's post-pageant life. And like she's kind of like a modern renaissance woman. And she's been finding her way as a speaker and influencer. And several months ago, she started the Some Schooling podcast on YouTube and uses that format to offer amazing insight and experience on a wide variety of topics. And she told us it's now like her life goal to encourage, inspire, and strengthen the people around her. Yeah, she's just continuing on with that brand, that same brand. Mm-hmm. Just can like that's the beautiful thing about pageantry is it really can propel you into the industry that you want to land land in, so that you can like just make a career out of um, you know the platform that you've developed during pageantry. So mm-hmm. she coaches too. She's with a PR pageant coach as a director of strategic motivation, and she makes it a priority to encourage pageant girls to be exactly who they are, to be proud of what makes them different, and to own their own unique brand power. Mm-hmm. And this is another coaching moment. Keep it consistent. Many contestants are very strong-willed in the early stages of preparation, like, I'm going to do this differently. But as they get further along, they start to question their own strength. Like, I can remember, I bought my Miss International gown in February, and the pageant wasn't till July, August timeframe. Not one stone on the dress. It was all black. It was very different from what I expected, but it just felt right when I put it on. Very Jesse like Very Jesse-like, yes. Mm -hmm. Classic and unexpected, my two style brand words. Uh So a month before I left for the pageant, I watched the video of the previous year's pageant and I lost it. Like I crumbled because it was so different from everything else I saw. Everything was sparkling, glittering. I was like, did I just make a huge mistake? And you just need to surround yourself with a COT, as I'm going to call it, a contingency of trust that you can inform of your brand words explain and justify all of your choices to and invite them to question you based on your brand and like confide in them. And then these people are your sounding board. So it can be so easy to cave when you're looking and feeling pressures from outside influences, what you're seeing being successful, even if yours are the total opposite, you just can't cave. And that contingency of trust will help you stay strong in that regard. Yeah. And there's certain things that you just got to feel within yourself, like this is the right path. And like, Mm -hmm. even as a, as a business owner and as a business leader, like there are certain directions I want to take the company in. And if I get pushback from staff or tech team or whatever, I have to be like, no, I really feel like this is, this is right. And I go through my, my thought process and my reasoning and it's so easy to start to second guess yourself because by default, we have a tendency to um, undervalue ourselves and overvalue other people or underestimate ourselves and overestimate other people. So it really is challenging um, to stay with that. So I love your advice there. And this is kind of like what Deshauna has made into her career, like this brand of just being this um, confidence woman, if you will. And like, nope, this is the direction we're going to go. And she um, helps to infuse her confidence into other people. 
Mm-hmm. And she's extremely active as a motivational speaker, given that what you just said, and gives inspiring talks on a variety of subjects several times a month. And due to her experience in two male-dominated organizations, the technology industry and the U.S. Army, she's an advocate for women's empowerment and strives to encourage women to break through their glass ceilings and chase their dreams, much like what we just talked about. Yeah, she really draws from her experience to discuss the importance of diversity in organizations and companies by discussing her challenges as a double minority. Like, you don't think about that, but as an African-American woman in the United States, she's a minority, and then in these male-dominated fields, she's also a minority. So um, she's had a, uh, not only the Army, but a six-year career as an IT analyst in the government, and she's been speaking at like a massive amount of events. I won't go through them all, but just like Department of Veteran Affairs is one. She's spoke at Princeton University, Butler University, Virginia State University. She was like at the commencement address, which is a massive deal. Um, And these speeches are all in her speaking a reel located on her website, which is so cool. Her website is just Deshauna.com. How cool is that? And (laughs) anyone can see where Deshauna.com will be speaking by going to her uh, calendar on Deshauna.com at Deshauna.com backslash calendar. So really quick, why Stephen is emphasizing this, we were just talking about the fact that it's so hard to get a single word domain and how Stephen is super impressed by this because Stephen is like SEO web mastermind and I'm just here for the ride. So he just like schooled me on this. So he thinks it is like the coolest thing. But um, that's that. (laughs) I don't know. I I looked up jesse.com and it's, it's not for sale, unfortunately, but I'll keep an eye on it now that I know. Anyway. Steven.com um, may be for sale. <laughs> may, it literally says may be for sale. It's very noncommittal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I don't know. Like, I hate to turn, like, back to serious note, but I don't know if we've mentioned enough of where this girl has been. Like, Deshauna is a survivor of child sexual abuse, and she wants to inspire other survivors to fight through fears of the past, which – wow, that's a heavy topic and just another amazing thing that she does. She's overcome bullying and wants to encourage people to focus on loving ourselves and the people around them. Yeah, when you just think about the amount of adversity she's had to overcome um, at such a young age, I mean, you throw in being a minority, because that is real, and those um, adversities that minorities experience in the United States is something that I will never wrap my head around. Because, you know, I'm the majority. Um, And then additionally, throw in sexual abuse. And additionally, you throw in like it just bullying and specifically because of her size. And she said, like, I've always been extremely small. And she said, unfortunately, um, I had a lot of bullies that just like to yell out things at me. Like when I walked in the hallways about how large my feet were and how long my arms were, how small I was. Um, And it would really affect her. And it took a long time for her to build up her self-esteem. But she not only had to overcome you know, all these factors, like, again, like to, to list them all, you know, size, minority, sexual abuse, um, she overcame those. And because it, she's so much stronger for it. And I could really see her as God, uh, this is like God preparing her to be the leader that she is today. So whatever adversity as uh, you're listening that you're going through, you know, create the story around it that God is preparing you to be a leader to masses and this is why you're going through such hardships right now Mm -hmm. and people can be the worst especially now in the digital age where people can hide behind a computer and say terrible things to you like 
as someone who was referred to as Bucktooth Bob growing up, that would be me. Like, Aww. girl, I get it. Like, people will latch on to the, like, the silliest, most minuscule things and make you feel horrible about yourself. And that's why a lot of people say, like, well, I'm sick of the bullying platforms. I am not sick of the bullying platforms because it is such an important issue, touches so many people, but it has lasting effects. So kudos to Deshauna for continuing that fight. Yeah, and her goal for the future is she said, I want to be an actress someday. And even said, I think I'd be an awesome actress. <laughs> she said, now, now that I sit back and really think, I just know I'm not meant to be in a cubicle. Uh, amen mm-hmm. to that. Um, if she could act in anything right now, it would be her favorite show, Game of Thrones. And she says, I want to be in a different world. Well, if you, I mean, Game of Thrones is over now. I wish you could have been there and influenced the writers so they could have tweaked the last season. But, you know. Not that I'm bitter about it or anything. I mean, I've never seen it, but now oh, that okay. I know that everyone's disappointed, I probably won't. But Deshaun, I'm sure there'll be a better show for you someday. Indeed. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we got some social media shout outs, right? Yeah, Deshana. we asked our Instagram following, as we always do, what were some of their favorite things about the person that we're featuring in our upcoming episode? Um, so we got a couple. Um, there were several, but we picked our favorites. And um, the first is from Antonia underscore Okafor. And she had my favorite emoji thing, which is the claps at every word. And she said, she don't take crap from anything, anyone, but slays and loves so much while doing it. Love her. Okay, and the next one is from BW underscore 2019. She says she inspired me to try and find a way to be a part of the forces and compete in pageants. And then um, this person is official T. Renee McGee, and they said she's real, legit, period, with a fist pumping emoji. <laughs> and I love how you dissect those names. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would not get it. Okay. I, I, str- you, I stressed you, a little bit on that one. I'm not going to lie. You, you, you save the easier ones for me in this one. Okay. Yeah. Mine is <laughs> underscore Ethan underscore shoemake underscore. She always stays true to her individuality. There isn't anything that she cannot, cannot do if she puts her mind to it. She is an empowered woman and isn't afraid to let people know it. I love that. So in summary, As you experience life in your own way and you gain your own list of accomplishments like Deshauna, always be thinking about how they are setting you up for success in the future. What skills and values are you attaining and how can you put them into practice on the pageant stage and off of it? And Deshauna, being the first active military member crowned Miss USA, proves that there is no formula for your dream title and your accomplishments are just waiting to be curated and articulated in a way that tells your story. So good. And if you've loved this episode or anyone's other previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. And if you'd like to nominate somebody to be a part of this show, email editing at Pageant Planet so we can review and see. You must have a completed profile on Pageant Planet so we can see like what really is unique about that individual, um, pageants they've competed in, etc. So, And if you want to learn more about Deshauna Barber, obviously, Obviously, go to Deshauna.com or you can search Deshauna Barber on Pageant Planet under contestants to see all the different pageants she competed in, photos, and more. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on PageantPlanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.